What's up, what's up, everybody? It's Hoya Rock from the one and only Madball and Smoking Word Podcast. In my hands right now, I got that new LP from my boys in Terra. The record is called Pain Into Power. I believe, I believe in these days, these days, these days of brotherhood. Ten brand new songs produced by Todd Jones, the artwork by Spoiler, it drops on May 6th on Pure Noise Records in the U.S. and on N Hits Records in Europe. Hardcore lives. You know the deal. Couple things before we get started here today. I want to wish Tommy Hart a happy birthday. The singer of Broken Vow, super talented human being, very nice, very gracious. I love Tommy. Every time I see him, it's just a, a great time all around. So, Tommy, I hope you have an amazing birthday today. Also, for anyone who hasn't heard by now, Broken Vow, Take It to Heart, North American US tour happening very soon. Go check out the flyer, Orange County Hardcore coming to a city near you. I'm so excited and very proud of Broken Vow and Take It to Heart. They're about to do something really amazing. So please support both those bands on this upcoming tour. Also, I got to get this K-pop in here. Uh, today marks 700 days of weekly. So all of you know that I love twice. Ta Yoon's always with me right here. She's always on the podcast. You got the shirt right here that was gifted to me by my good friend Andy Weaver. Um, but there's twice and then right underneath that is weekly. So uh, 700 days of uh, being with them is amazing. So shout out to all my dailies. I'm very much looking forward to their next comeback. Uh, Shinji Yoon, I hope you get better soon. But on uh, today's episode, uh, it's brought to you by From Within Records, a lot of shit moving in the From Within Records camp. Carbonite has a new song out titled Like a Sickness. If you have not streamed that yet, please head over to their band camp or boot up your Spotify, Apple Music title and go stream that new song. Get ready for the new EP coming out soon. It's fucking amazing. And more recently, Statement of Pride just dropped their summer 2020 or excuse me, 2022 promo. And it is amazing. I love Statement of Pride. I'm so stoked that they're coming to California. Uh, in a couple months, uh, they will be out here with Shackled. Shackled will be hitting the road pretty soon. Doubt surrounds all in the USA. They definitely will be hitting a city near you. So please, if you haven't heard the new promo from Statement of Pride, do yourself a favor. Hit pause. Go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, title, Bandcamp, and listen to those songs. They're amazing. Also, shout out Warn, Human Work Second Pressing, Moving Well. They're about to hit the road. They're also doing a full U.S. tour, so please support Warren this summer when they come to a city near you. And if you're not following From Within Records on social media, like I always say, please boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. Also, if you're looking for high-quality merch, please go hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing. They're out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. They do amazing stuff. They printed all my collab t-shirts. They definitely print merch for a lot of your favorite bands. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing, or you can contact them, uh, contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. 
seriously, they do amazing stuff. So shout out to them and thank you for supporting us. On today's episode, we had to track down our good friend, Evan Stein. He plays guitar in Broken Vow. Uh, a lot of love for Broken Vow today. I'm, I'm definitely a huge fan, but Evan plays guitar in Broken Vow. He uh, lives out here in Orange County when he's not in college. He's obviously in Rhode Island right now, but he's an Orange County hardcore dude. And I am so proud of him and everything that he's accomplished so far. And I was very happy to finally be able to have him on the podcast because he's gotten so many shout outs from, uh, you know, from me and all of our mutual friends that have been on the podcast before. So it, it was a long time coming and I'm very excited to have been able to have him on. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Evan Stein to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Evan. How's it going? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Uh, no, thank you. I, I feel like this is a long time coming because I feel like uh, I've mentioned you so many times on the podcast. So I, I'm happy to finally have you here. Yeah, it's it, it's about time. I was waiting patiently for my invite, but now we're here. It took us long enough, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm happy. <laughs> you know, uh, better late than ever. But uh, for people out there listening who may not be familiar with uh, who you are, can you just give a, a, a brief rundown, and then we'll just go in depth from there? Yeah. So um, I'm Evan. I play guitar in a band called Broken Vow. I play guitar in a couple bands that hopefully will have demos out um, in the next month or so. But for now, I play guitar in Broken Vow. Okay, and you guys are fresh off the show in uh, Wilkesbury at, at Carl Hall. Can you mm-hmm. uh, you know speak about um, how that show went? And I, I focus on that one in particular because I'm such a huge fan of the um, you know Wilkesbury scene. I, I just love that part of Pennsylvania. I've uh, you know I, I think about moving there all the time. Uh, I have a lot of good friends from there, so I'm I'm just curious from your perspective, like how uh, did everything go at, at that show? That show was incredible. I mean, it's easily one of the, my favorite shows that I've played. Um, so the room was, I think, I think it's something like a hundred cap, maybe 150 cap, something like that. But having those people there or having that many tickets sold, plus I think like 30 guest list or something like that, plus all the bands in the room, like the place was full. It was sweaty. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was, I don't know, it was a pretty perfect show for us. So Wild Red came on first, and I fucking love that band. Um, they make just like perfect pop music, and they crushed it. They I had a really fun time during their set. We played, and we were kind of the heaviest band on the bill, but I think that worked in our favor because everybody who was like itching to mosh during that show really like took out their anger during our set. It was really dope. Um, you could tell based on like the size of bands like one step closer and anxious they were bringing in a lot of people who are relatively new to the scene there was a lot of like really young kids in the room which i think is awesome 
and I could see their eyes like light up when they saw people like hate moshing to Broken Valve for the first time. It was awesome. Soulblind was sick as always. I really like those dudes. Anxious is straight up one of my favorite bands. They crushed it. And that's easily the best one step closer set I've ever seen. They've got such a crazy reaction. The entire room was moving. I'm super happy for those guys that they got like a great hometown show. Hell yeah. That's awesome. No, I'm, I'm happy to hear that too, because as they work hard and they are, are rarely home. So always on the road, I, I feel like I've seen them more out of state than, you know, in their own hometown. Mm-hmm. They keep it. They, we, I was talking to Ryan about this. They like to keep it few and far between that they're hitting Wilkes bar. So it's like a, it's a very special thing when they do. And I've seen them twice in their home area in like around where they grew up in both times. It was like an incredible, like, life-changing musical experience so i i really appreciate that i really respect those guys a lot and like the work they do yeah hell yeah and i I, i've only seen them once in their own own hometown and it wasn't even like a Mm -hmm. full set it was like a surprise set uh so i'm no actually no i i I totally uh, am spacing i i was at the record release but i'm outside of the record release it was just one uh, surprise set at um swb which was uh which was really awesome and then the record release which was something that i'll never forget because we traveled and it was in a special venue something that Mm -hmm. you know i I don't even know if they'd ever do anything like that there again but it, it was a really cool night out there in sweet valley that was a that was an incredible show i i'm gonna remember that one for the rest of my life for sure Okay, so I want to take it back. Uh, I first got into Broken Vow, not knowing who was in the band, right? I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, I just through talking to um, Ryan and those guys out there and, uh, you know, Grady and, you know, the, the name Broken Vow, you know, kept coming up. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, let, let, let me find, check them out. I uh, did some research and then I talked to Nick from New Morality and I was like, hey, like, trying to uh, you know do a podcast with, with somebody from broken about who should i reach out to you know he forwards me to tommy start talking to tommy and then i i start to see you know pictures of you guys and i'm like damn this one guy looks familiar in the band uh, but maybe i'm just crazy and then it kind of put it off and then come to find out that the, the guy that looks familiar is you and it uh you know and i was like that guy looks like this dude from orange county and it turns out that it is you and i was i, I was totally tripping because I, I was like this dude from orange county moves across the country to go to school and joins this awesome hardcore band and just you know by chance me not even knowing who's in the band i stumble upon them and it, it just felt like a really small world at that moment when i found out that you were in the band mm-hmm. it go, sorry go ahead no, go ahead you're fine something. i was just gonna say I, I i think it's hilarious that it took us it took me moving to the opposite coast for you and me to meet yeah yeah you know it's crazy because i've definitely seen you at shows before but it's just you know mm. you, you go to shows you don't really uh well for me i'm I'm not like super social so i i just go mm. talk to people that i know maybe meet a, a couple new people by chance but for the most part i'm just like focused on like all right this band's here i want to try to enjoy it as much as i can mm. um but yeah just just by chance we had never ever spoken to each other until you you know started going to school out, out there and the funniest thing about that is you and I have so many mutual friends in Orange County. It's like, I, I don't know how it took us this long. It's really funny to me. But here we are now, you know, I'm excited. Um, we've, I, I'm really happy with how I've like kept the Orange County New England connection and stuff like that. Like for those that don't know, Broken Bow's going on tour with Take It to Heart from Orange County this summer. We've played shows with Dare. Um, we have good relationships with all those guys. I'm really stoked on being able to like, be a part of new england hardcore while still feeling like i'm a part of orange county hardcore i think it's dope 100 percent. and 
for people who may not know, you're going to school at uh, Brown University. Um, and, yes. Uh, you know, out of you know all the places you could have gone to school, why did you choose to go to Brown? Um, I was definitely like itching to get to the East Coast. Um, I do love California. I love Orange County, but the East Coast is. It feels a lot more right for me. It feels like where I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. And in terms of like why that school out of all schools, to be completely honest, it's one of the only ones I got into. I applied a lot of places and got rejected from a lot of them, which I think is really funny, but um, I ended up at Brown and I couldn't be happier that I did. I mean, balancing school and hardcore is really hard. That sounds really funny, but balancing school and hardcore can be really hard, but I'm really glad that I'm like where I'm at and stuff like that. I think that it's really great and I wouldn't have met the Broken Vow guys if I was anywhere else. So I'm happy, you know? And going out to school, did you even like have any, like, you know, want to be in a band or was this just something that kind of, you know, happened by you just going to shows? A hundred percent. So I went, or I, part of the reason that I went to, I chose Brown out of like my choices was because it, it, it afforded me the ability and like the time where I'd be able to like go to shows and really be a part of the music scene. And leading up to the time that I moved out here, I was really talking to, um, a couple people specifically from Providence where Brown is. Um, so Nick Bertles, who you've had on the podcast before, Drums and Pummel, Drums and Ankle Biter, Drums and Ultimatum, and a million other bands that don't exist. Um, he, Him and I were talking a ton, and um, there was definitely intentions of starting a band. Broken Vow happened completely by chance, totally separate from that, but I was 100% like, I was like, I'm going to be in multiple hardcore bands, and... Um, and we'll see where that takes me, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, did you ever play anything out here before you left for college? So I played in a, like, I played in like a pop punk band back in Orange County. We did mostly house shows, but we played program a ton of times. We played chain a couple times, or I think just one time. We, we, we did like, we, we played with um, a bunch of like local pop punk bands, but hardcore stuff. By the time I was like deep enough into hardcore and was like able to really like hold my own and like feel confident writing that type of thing and not like acting like a poser, like someone who's new to the scene or whatever. Like I, by the time that I kind of had like a grasp on all of that, one, um, it was so close to me moving across the country for school that like it just didn't make sense to like start up a new band. And two, um, by that point, Take It to Heart had already formed. And all of those guys are like literally my best friends in hardcore on the West Coast. Like those are the people that I'm closest with. And it's like probably the five people that I would have asked to just to start a band with, mm-hmm. you know? So with Take It to Heart being formed, I was like, shit, like I'm not trying to just be like their side project, you know? So I didn't get to do anything for hardcore. But yeah, I played in a pop punk band for like three years over there. We were called SS something. Pretty terrible name, but we were fun. <laughs> I liked it. For sure. Uh- and have you ever wanted to, you know, tap back into that genre? Every once in a while, I'll be playing guitar and I'll play a riff and I'm like, oh, that's nice. Like, what if I start writing melodic music? But then I keep going and I remember that from like the last, what, like two years or so, three years of writing strictly hardcore for the most part, I've just like totally fucked my brain in terms of writing melodic music. Like... I try to write like a riff or something like that. And it just ends up going back to like chugs and stuff like that. I need to, I need to sharpen my skills with that because I do miss playing and writing like music that had like, that has like clean vocals and stuff. You know, I, I I'm, 
I'm all, I'm I'm not hardcore out, but like my writing, I need to I need to sharpen my my skills a little bit more. For sure, I I, I, I could totally see like uh, your group of friends, whether it be the ones out here in the West or the ones out there, um, uh, you know, out there in the East, doing something like that because you guys are all so talented that I feel like it, it, it wouldn't be that hard for you guys to cook up something cool. We we always talk about it. I mean, like our my friend group. Oh, in over here specifically. So specifically my friends that are in the band ultimatum. So that's me, Nick, who you've had on the podcast, Tommy, who you've had on the podcast, Harrison, who plays guitar in broken vow and is sleeping in the next room over. And, um, our friend Cesar who plays in the band ill communication. Um, we all are like huge fans of that band in 1975. And we always geek out about like synth poppy stuff like that. And, Tommy and I have plans once all our current bands are like done and have retired or whatever. We're going to start a band that sounds kind of like, kind of like, um, thank you for the venom by my chem, you know, like we're, we have, we have, like, we have stupid plans that eventually we're all going to sell out and do some like bullshit pop projects. But for now we're having fun just like covering every corner of hardcore that we can. For sure. No, that, that's awesome that you at least have a plan because yeah. uh, hardcore definitely goes a long way. You, you mentioned bands like My Chem and you think about it, like the bigger bands like Fall Out Boy, they all have, you know, hardcore ties, whether people mm-hmm. realize it or not. It's pretty insane. Yeah. I mean, those ba- like the there was the clip of Gerard Way like shouting out Power Trip the other day, you know, and like Turnstile and so- Soul Glow are on that My Chem tour playing like stadiums, you know, like that that's crazy and like everybody knows the lore about like fallout boy being like vegan straight or having members who are vegan straight edge and like tied to hardcore and stuff like that like it's crazy how much hardcore permeates like other subcultures that are so much bigger and how like important it is like foundationally to stuff like midwest emo and pop punk and pop music and stuff like that it's crazy i didn't i it took it threw me off when i first found all that out it's so cool yeah, um, one of the things that tripped me out was um, was it like last week you, you saw uh, Post Malone wearing a scowl T-shirt and wild. Like, yeah, because uh, one one of my buddies, um, uh, you know, he like uh, you know is up there from the Bay Area. He he posted a picture. Oh, it's some random tattooed guy in a scowl shirt, but he was trolling. But it, it was literally Post Malone, <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, that's crazy that someone that big and that famous but also if people know he has ties to the mm. hardcore scene um uh, but for him to to be able to wear that without it being like a thing you know without it being like some brand deal or something for him just wearing it just out of like you know him actually liking the band or the music it's actually pretty pretty insane it's it's a perfect combination because i know that post malone is like plugged into the culture i mean i, I know he's been like he's been like singing the praises of like more like metal stuff, but like, I remember him talking about like Infinite Annihilator in an interview forever ago. And like, I know he's like into heavy music and he's down with this type of thing, but like you couple that with a band like Scowl, who's like taking off beyond what we thought like hardcore could be, you know, like playing with Limp Biscuit, like that band is going to be like, is, that band is going to be like on fucking Atlantic records or some point and is going to be sold as like the punk band. Like I, like I, I swear those guys are like, they're stupid talented they're the nicest people in the world they all deserve it so much and it's just a perfect pairing for somebody like post malone to be like down with that type of thing you know i love it i'm so happy for that that that, that happened yeah same here i um, you know echo those sentiments like everyone in that band has always been nothing but kind um and whenever i needed anything from from malachi especially he was he'd always go above and beyond for me so i always 
have to give him his props. And to this day, I, I could text Malachi right now and he would respond. Um, so I love Scal and I'm happy to see them get bigger. And, you know, they're they're just another band showing that there's really no ceiling when it comes to hardcore. Dude, Malachi is like the nicest dude ever. I have very limited interactions with him, but mm. he hit me up just like kind of out of nowhere recently and was and just like told me that he kind of like he, he likes what Broken Bad is doing and he really appreciates it. And he thinks like what we're doing is cool and stuff like that. And I appreciated that so much. Mm-hmm. Because I am, well, one, I'm a huge Scowl fan and I'm a huge fan of like what he does with this band. But like, it, I don't know, just being at the size that Broken Bow's at, like, it's really hard to tell when you're doing things right or when like you're like in the right place or where you should be or things are doing well and stuff like that. And to have kind words of affirmation from somebody whose opinion I value so heavily, like Malachi's really meant a lot to me. Um, I'm sure when I meet him this year, because we're playing, we have some stuff that where we're going to like overlap, like sound and fury and stuff like that. And, um, I, I really, I really need to like tell him that I appreciate that. He's the nicest dude. I met Cole once at a show that spy was playing mm-hmm. and he was the nicest dude ever. I haven't met the others, but I'm excited to, because like I said, we're overlapping with those guys a couple times this year. Oh yeah. And speaking of broken vow, I, I feel like right now, uh, for the band, like from my perspective, it seems like you guys are at this point where things are like bubbling. And once some of these key things happen over the summer, it's just going to explode. And, uh, you know, you guys are just going to kind of take off. Uh, that's just how I see things happening for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure um, what, what it's like from your perspective, because obviously, you know, a lot more than the public does when it comes to, you know, broken about schedule. I, I appreciate you saying that. And I, I think you're probably, I, I mean, I hope that you're right more than anything else, but from my perspective, it's like, it, it, it's a little bit harder to say that because me and Tommy and Mon and all the people like in our camp are the ones who are kind of trying to align the pieces to make what you said happen mm-hmm. or what you said might happen actually happen. You know, like I, I, I'd like to believe that you're right. I'd love for Broken Bow to really start taking off. I mean, it's like, it's what we've been building towards for a long time, but a lot of things have to go right between now and then for that to happen. And I think we're setting ourselves up well, but who knows? I mean, something like Sound and Fury, like you can't really argue much with that, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> I appreciate the kind words, but I, I, all I can say is I hope you're right. Yeah. Well, it's obviously not just Sound and Fury. You got Sound and Fury. Um, and then you have uh, you guys going to Canada, which you guys think about not a lot of bands, uh, you know, get that opportunity to, to go to Canada and, and especially mm-hmm. to, to to play something like Wild Rose, uh, yeah. which is like, you know, they're like they're a thing. Right. People know like, OK, this is like the, the fest to come to because, um, you know, I don't think there's any other like major hardcore fest that go on out in Canada. No disrespect. But I, I think it's just a really cool opportunity for you guys to go out there and capture and it, I, I say international, but, you know, there are neighbors, but, you know, to go and get like that yeah. international, you know, um, audience out there. I mean, oh, um, re- I, I big respect to the whole Canada scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this is the first, like Wild Rose is the only like consistent fest at this point, but like, I see a couple other things bubbling up. There's that fest in Toronto that's coming up in August with a crazy lineup. There's that scoped exposure fest that looks really fun. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of homies on both those fests and I'm excited for them. But to me, Wild Rose is the one that excites me most. It's not just because I'm on it. I, I really appreciate like that whole um, Calgary scene and that whole Western Canada scene. Like 
obviously we did that straight with the band set, uh, or the, we did that split rather with the band set straight from mm-hmm. Western Canada. Those guys make me so excited to just like be into hardcore at the same time as them. Um, Jess from world of pleasure and, uh, and um, mortality Ray and Coulter from serration and world of pleasure have been like nothing but so welcoming to us and like playing internationally, especially it, it playing internationally is a, is a privilege no matter what, mm. but getting to play internationally with a scene that not only is so welcoming, but features so many like stupid, talented individuals and talented bands. Like it, like I, I keep seeing Jess say stuff on her story and on Twitter and stuff like that, like saying like broken vows, honorary Calgary hardcore. And that like means so much to me. That's so kind to like bring us in like that. Like I could not appreciate those people more. 100%. And I always have to give props to Serration. I'm uh, a, a huge fan of that band. And for anyone who is not familiar, go listen to Serration. They're fucking awesome. I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I I honestly do believe that um, these things you have coming up will definitely boost, uh, you know, Broken Vow in the right direction. Because uh, for as in tune as I am and as everyone that like I'm surrounded with who knows Broken Vow, um, there's just some people who may not be aware or they're familiar with the name, but they just haven't had a chance to go, you know, stream the record. But mm-hmm. when you're you know, right there in front of them and then they hear it and they, they feel the energy, I, I think that's what, what what's going to capture a lot of people. We've gotten a lot better live recently too. And I'm hoping that's going to turn some heads because we took about two months off or so three months, maybe where we hadn't played a show with like, the core lineup of broken vow mm-hmm. and um we're back to it we're on tour right now we're really grinding and we're getting better every single night and kind of we had a discussion about this last night like the goal of these shows now is like it doesn't matter if there's 20 people in the room or 200 like there was last night like the goal is just to make everybody in the room leave with like some respect of broken vow and some understanding of like oh that was fucking cool you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. um we're we're resigned to not like that is the biggest thing we just want to turn some heads right now because i think that i like to think our music's good and i like to think that we're putting ourselves on the right platform and it's like all we really need to do is get in front of people and get and get them to turn their head to us you know and as far as uh, you know mentioned you guys are uh, you know better live uh, do you feel like you guys were just, uh, you know, not super tight or just not in sync because you guys weren't ar- around each other for a bunch? Because I know, um, you know, some people have been on the road. Uh, you had a, a, you know, lineup switch, uh, you know, not major, just just one member. We've had a lot of lineup switches. Tommy is on the road with Anxious a lot, but also like we are all home a lot. Broken Vow all lives like two or three hours from each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm in Providence, which is about an hour from Boston. Um, our bass player Olin lives in Boston and then Tommy and Harrison are in Western Mass, which is like two and a half hours, um, east or I mean, sorry, northwest kind of from where we're at. And then, and then Max is right in the middle in Hartford. And for us to all gather, we all have to drive something like two hours, you know, mm-hmm. and it's hard to practice like that. It's hard to write like that. We're trying to make it work because I mean, we're taking this band very seriously, but. I think also the fact that I don't think it's that we weren't tight before necessarily. I think we've always been relatively good live. I think it's just that we're all getting very comfortable and we're with each other and we're getting in a groove of things. And like, 
I, I don't know. I've gotten a lot better guitar recently, which allows me to be a better performer instead of just like playing the songs. You know, I can, I'm, I'm better at being a performer now. And I don't know. We started with this first, um, we started with that show with Higher Power, Dying Wish, um, and some local bands, um, like, uh, what, two weeks ago or something like that. Time is fucked in my brain right now. Mm-hmm. And we hit the stage and it was like a switch flip from the last time we had played. Everybody was so much more on it. And like, it feels like a different band in the best way possible. You know, we've been getting reactions that have shown it. We've been, we've been having fun performing even when the shows aren't great. Like we, we just enjoy playing together a lot more. And it's just been like, it's been so fun. I I'm, I'm in love with this band, you know? Oh yeah. And did you get a chance to interact with anyone from dying wish? Like I had a very, very brief conversation with Emma and we were, we were, we saw these, like we saw like crop tops, like baby tees or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how dying wish is going to do those over the summer. And she was really nice, but I didn't get to talk to any of them as much. I know Tommy's really good friends with the higher power dudes. So we talked to them a little bit more, but either way that show was fun. Mm -hmm. And both those bands are so, are so pro and so good that like I had fun, you know, I, I had so much fun at that show. Yeah. Shout out higher power. I had to, um, you know, had a, a pleasure of uh, booking them recently. So a great group of guys, especially for them to have traveled so far to do what they're doing. It, it, it's definitely mm-hmm. awesome. And I'm happy that I was able to be a part of their run, you know, in the States this time. I'm so jealous that you got to attend that show, let alone book it. That looked like so much fun. Honestly, it was, uh, it blew my mind because that whole thing came together just, uh, you know, off of me and Grady speaking at an anxious show because I mm-hmm. had, um, looked at their, uh, tour schedule and I was like, oh, cool. They have a day off. And I just wanted to hang out as friends because I figured, oh, like they're going to be in town. Like, let's try to do something locally cool. And mm-hmm. I had been bugging him about Last Straw for a minute. Like, I, I was begging him to do Last Straw songs when anxious came through with koyo um but it it just didn't work out um but just in that conversation with him uh he was like yo like let's do a last straw show and literally on the spot i'm like if you're serious i'll make it happen right now and he was like yeah like i'm I'm super down um and it was just off to the races from there like you know once he okayed everything i reached out to uh you know the, the right people program got the date locked in and the local bands, uh, you know, shout out to Major Pain, Firestarter, Take It to Heart. Like they were all super stoked and you know thankful for the opportunity. But I was like, dude, I was like, I was like, I'm just as thankful because without you guys, the show wouldn't happen either. Because like you know, the, 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 mm-hmm. the, there needs to be a bill. Couldn't you know, it would be weird to have just last run higher power show up. Um, but but it's cool. Um, you know, shout out to everybody that rolled out. Um, hopefully you guys all had a good time because it, it was a wild night in program. Um. One, that story is really funny to me because that feels very Grady Mm -hmm. just for him to be like, fuck it. Why not? You know? And, um, I love that. Um, and then also, yeah, I'm going to echo you on shouting out those local bands, got friends in all three of those bands. I really want to play with or tour with every single one of them. I love Kenny from major pain. Coop's the nicest guy ever. Um, the Firestarter dudes I've talked to minimally, but me and Gustavo talk in the DMs all the time. And that band is so good live. They're one of my favorites. I need them to release some new music because that band is so good live. And I could talk about the Take It Heart guys for hours. You're going to have to stop me, but love those guys to the moon and back. If you haven't Mm. checked out their band yet, check them out now, you know? 
Hundred percent. I I I ride super hard for take it to heart. Not just because they're friends. Because if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. I was uh, like a fan of the music before friends. Like yeah. I, I I knew Jay, but not like you know super well. And mm-hmm. then as far as like uh, you know Ben, Eric, Pat, um, and uh, Max, uh, I just you know met them after you know uh, just going to the shows and, and, and talking to them more. And obviously, like we all have like mutual friends, but I I mm-hmm. wasn't close with them until you know pretty recently. I mean, yeah, I, I, I've been friends with them since before Taken to Heart was a thing. So of course I'm going to be biased, but I genuinely think that band is putting out some great stuff. Um, this is definitely going to, this is, you're putting this out like very soon, right? Mm-hmm. Like within the middle of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, then this isn't worth saying, but that new EP that's recorded, that's coming out at a date that I cannot disclose, um, I think is like top tier melodic hardcore, like. I really think they've stepped up with their new material. And I really hope when that comes out, like people are putting their eyes on take it to art because that band deserves so much love that they just haven't gotten, you know, trust me. I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I'm, I'm I'm doing stuff behind the scenes, always trying to, you know, help them out like as much as I can with like, you know, and they know it. Like I, I never want anything in return. I I just want to see them get the, you know, uh, respect that they deserve because, Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very prideful when it comes to Orange County hardcore. Yes. Um, even though I'm a transplant, I don't care whatever. I, li- I lived here for like 12 years now, so um, I, you know, I, I rep Orange County harder than most people that are even from here. But yeah, when when you look at the landscape of what's going on, like we could you know easily just kind of fade away because with uh, shout out Dare, right? Much respect to Dare. Um, everybody knows that mm-hmm. that I love Dare, but. Uh, a lot of them don't live here anymore right like the only one that actually Mm -hmm. lives here is eric you know and that's by you know their own choice which is which is fine but they're on another level right so they're always out on tour it's hard for them to do a lot of stuff here locally just because like i said they're they're on another on on another level it's pretty spread out same thing with fury right legendary fury uh they allegedly there's a new record coming who knows Maybe it's just taking longer than expected, but I'm still holding out. Still one of my favorite bands, um, but they're the same case, right? Uh, they're they they just did that thing in Texas, but other than that, like they rarely do stuff because they all got other things going on. You know, some members playing mm-hmm. Zabalba, Object of Affection, uh, Illusion. People live like you no, know, not even in Orange County anymore, which is fine. So they're kind of out of the equation, and all that's left is, uh, you know, we got Scalp. But they're like in a whole other lane, which is weird. But is but it's cool. Like I'm I'm happy to see them being successful. But they're doing you know their own thing, which is cool. And then we have they're oh, they're outside they're outside of like this kind of realm of what we're talking about with like Fury, Take It Hard, Dare, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I do want to say like shout out Scalp because oh. that band is so good. I fucking love that band. Yeah. Sorry, continue. No, no, they're totally fine. Yeah, all respect to Scalp. But yeah, but they're in their own lane. And then when you look with and what's left, we have Take It to Heart, Major Pain, mm-hmm. and I, I know there's some newer bands popping up, um, like newer, like like pretty fairly new, like n- like n- you know, n- no disrespect, but like they haven't done much, um, and and that's it. And when when you compare that to like the LA scene and with like the amount of bands that they have, or you go up to like Central California and then even up to the Bay where they're just killing it up there, like like we don't have a lot. So I'm, mm-hmm. you know, fighting and trying my hardest to help spread the word. That's why, uh, you know, I 
you know, it was important for me to have uh, take to heart and major pain on because they're, they're locals. And I, mm-hmm. I just want to do everything that I can to kind of help, you know, spread the word about them. Like, you know, Firestarter obviously love them too, but they have like, you know, their own hype. People already know about them. They're doing a lot more, um, you know, outside of Orange County. So it's just important for me to put on for the bands from here because like i said we're just a couple bands away from not being relevant which is crazy because when you think back to the long history of hardcore it's like there's been so many awesome bands like uh i i don't want to you know be around and watch it fade away when i have the ability to help you mm-hmm. know keep it around and make it re- or keep it relevant and it's so bizarre that orange county hardcore is kind of in the place that it's in because it's like we're the fourth most populous county in the entire U.S. Um, we have crazy show attendance, like or generally, mostly for touring bands, though. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, but like chain reaction shows and program shows are like legendary. Bands like dream of getting there, and when they do, it's always like one of the best shows they've ever played. You know, like it's so bizarre to me that we have as many people in the scene as we do, and so many active members of the scene as we do. And, um, and so much like support. We have great venues. The people at program are so down for everything and so integral to what, uh, to what Orange County is, you know, like, and yet there's just so few people who want to start bands, you know, it's really, it's, it's really tough because I agree. Orange County hardcore is legendary. Orange County, Orange County hardcore now is great. Everything from there is really good, but like, it's just, it's so hard watching it. Like, I don't want to say fade because that's not the case. I think there are a lot of people fighting really hard to keep it alive, but it's so weird watching it not like flourish when all the pieces are there. You know, we just need people to start bands. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, it's hard. And like, I have friends who, like I said, are, are in like newer bands that, that haven't done much. Like, um, you know, shout out uh, Tiernan. Uh, he, he plays in a band called Brainless. And mm-hmm. like, I, I, I know there's other stuff, but like, trust me, like, I, I, I'm, I'm like, doing my best to pay attention to see what's going on check out new bands and stuff but yeah there's just not a lot of um like super active bands in our area and i don't know you know what the real reason is maybe people just don't want to start stuff that are from here but yeah like you said <laughs> the recipe is there we have you gotta think that there's program chain reaction the observatory right you can count the main room the consolation room mm-hmm. and then even uh, we have the uh, Garden Grove Amphitheater. We, there's so many cool venues out here, so many places for these bands to play shows. Even there's like that newer warehouse in Santa Ana that's like slowly starting to have more shows. Uh, FTG? I think so. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, and I'm sure there's somebody, you know, pounding their key- keyboard like, oh, why don't you start a band? And it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm like maybe at this point, maybe I should just start looking, uh, you know, just add to the pool of, uh, you know, Orange County hardcore bands, even though I have no time to do anything. Uh, it, it might get to that point. If things become really scarce, I, I might have to start a band to to keep it alive. I think I think it's that it really just takes one than to do well from an area to really make a scene flourish. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that, I think if this new take it to heart record takes off, then it's like, things are going to change like that. You know, I think that if a new band starts up and they have like a demo that pops off, I think people are going to start turning heads and more people are going to start bands. I think that's really all it takes because you look at these like relatively remote areas of the country with like flourishing scenes that are really not, not necessarily driven by one band, but like, Mm -hmm 
kind of all inspired by one band. Like oh, we're talking about Wilkes Bar, you know, like Wilkes Bar is like middle of fucking nowhere. It's a it's a bizarre town, and mm. um, I mean, I mean that with no disrespect. It's a cool place, but like, it it, it makes no sense that if you're naming hardcore hotbeds to like a normal person who's not part of the scene, I think they'd be very surprised when you start whipping out like places like Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania and like Louisville, Kentucky and Springfield, Illinois, shout out to the Springfield, Illinois scene. A lot of good bands from that area. Um, when you start whipping out places like that, I feel like they'd be surprised, but it really just takes one good band and a good venue to like really put a scene together. And I think, I think Orange County is just like is just like a breakaway from being legit again, not legit, being amazing again, you know? Yeah, because I, I, you got to think we've gotten lucky from the Fury era right into the Dare era. You know, Dare still, like I said, um, still still around, still doing yeah. stuff. Uh, they're more active than Fury, but um like i said w with them being bigger and doing um you know like international stuff bigger tours they're not home that much so it's mm -hmm. like time for the next band to step up so i got, i'm and i'm hoping too i'm i'm hoping that uh you know people really take to this next uh, record by take it to heart because even the stuff they have now is good but yeah it, it just keeps getting better and everyone in that band is talented i i love you know the style of music that they write and uh, it, it's awesome. So I'm just hoping that people don't, um, you know, just over or keep overlooking them. Mm, I 100% agree. And I do want to say big shout out Dare. None mm -hmm. of them live in Orange County anymore besides Eric, but they mm -hmm. still put on for Orange County so hard and they still play Orange County shows when they can. Trey lives over halfway across the country and they're still playing Orange County shows this year. Like big respect to that band one of my favorite bands of all time. I claimed edge at a dare show, mm -hmm. you know, like that band was so foundational for me. I can't like have us like brush by that and not have me shout out dare, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. No, uh, I love that band. Shout out, uh, you know, got a lot of love for angel. I, I, I love that. He's able to get behind the drum kit again. Shout out field of flames. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you briefly mentioned, I, I didn't want to bring it up because I don't know how much we could say publicly, but you briefly mentioned, uh, the Broken Vow Take It to Heart tour. When is that going to officially get announced? When will the uh, you know tour poster drop? Because people may remember that this was supposed to happen. Um, you know, not as big as it as it's going to happen, but uh, there was supposed to be a, a Take It to Heart Broken Vow run out east. Uh, was it um, earlier this year? But you know, due to um, the Omicron and um, you know things kind of flaring up, it, it wasn't able to happen. So I, I'm just curious, you know, when will the official announcement you know, drop? Yeah. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't care if I get in trouble for spilling a little bit. I did so much booking for this tour. I don't fucking care. I'll, mm. I'll spill a little bit. Um, the announcement is happening May 30th. Um, yeah. As you just said, um, we had a tour plan that got canceled and, and we were, when we, when it got canceled, we were all kind of together and we were like, and we were really like going back and forth on like whether we should do it or not, because like, it wasn't something we had to do. It was kind of more something that we should do. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a really difficult decision for everybody. And kind of one thing that me and Tommy were saying when we were like, when we were, cause Tommy and I were in the boat that we should cancel it because of Omicron was so bad. And it would have just been a horrific situ situation if somebody tested positive while we were on the road. Um, but we were all kind of together. And one thing that me and Tommy kept saying was like, 
yo, since we started booking, so we booked that first tour that got canceled. We started booking that so long ago. I want to say over a year ago, you know? And uh, me and Tommy, me and Tommy were kind of saying like Broken Vow has grown so much since then. Tommy's done so much touring with Anxious since then and met so many new people. Excuse me. We've gotten so many new opportunities. Broken Vow, we kind of had anticipated growth in the Broken Vow camp in terms of like, we announced the One Scene Unity song. We got announced on Simon Fury and Wild Rose and all that. And like, we're like, Broken Vow is going to be so much bigger by the time that we put together something new. We were like, or that's that sounds conceited, but we were like, Broken Vow is growing already. And we're like, hopefully things will be bigger by that point. And we were kind of just saying like, we can book a way better tour for you guys if like we reschedule. Like that tour would have been so fun. It would have been incredible, but there was a lot of like kind of shot looking shows and stuff that got thrown together last minute and stuff that wasn't looking that fun. But this new tour that we have planned, and I don't want to spill too much, but I am so genuinely excited for every single date of this tour. You know, like we have worked so hard on booking this and I, and I kept my promise. This tour is infinitely better than the original one that we had booked. And I cannot wait to announce it. I, it's going to be so exciting. I'm very excited for, for both, um, you know, both bands, um, because obviously, um, you remember that night, uh, was, I think it was your last night in town more recently, mm-hmm. uh, me, you and Ben, uh, and, uh, Jay, we were in front of this, I think it was a Chevron. I can't remember. And, and we were some gas station, yeah, some random gas station. Ben kept drinking those teas, which was insane. Yep. It was like, <laughs> we literally just had dinner and it was freezing out and he, he just kept buying these teas. I'm like, geez, like, how does he not have to piss everywhere? That's weird. Um, just putting down like nine cups of coffee's worth of caffeine in the span of like 20 minutes but anyway yeah, yeah but i but, but i remember i mean i was uh, speaking to you uh, about the 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 routing and i remember you were having um you know i i, I don't feel it's trouble but you, you just hadn't locked in uh you know one specific date and i was like oh don't worry mm-hmm. I, I i got you and then like you know just months later hearing that um it actually is going to happen right through the the, the 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 person that i put you in contact with i'm like oh wow that's that's super awesome that uh, he was able to help you guys out and, you know, put you on. And then you guys now get to go to this area that you've never played before. So I'm just like, you know, happy to hear like, you know, things like that. Just like, you know, just like through the, the grapevine, me not even like looking for news, just like, you know, talking to friends and hearing that shit worked out. I, I thought it was like super awesome. Yeah. I, I, I really appreciate you helping me out with that day and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, a lot of this tour, like, like this tour booking has gone from like, Ooh, like we, we don't know where we're at with this person. Like they're not that great at responding and like, and it's so far away that I don't know this person. And it's like, I hope this comes through to literally every single day on our tour being locked in now. And like, it's just been crazy to watch. Like I spent so much time, like during my classes this year, not paying attention, just like my dad's going to listen to this podcast and get mad at me for that line, but he can, he, he's going to be annoying about that one. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, I spend so much time like in my classes, like working on tour stuff and like booking and like, like DMing somebody from XYZ city in XYZ state that I don't want to give away right now. And, um, and just working hard on like making something happen and it's all come together so well. And yeah, May 30th, we're announcing and I can't wait. Shout out Peter. <laughs> shout out Peter. Sure. Shout out Peter. <laughs> we can shout him out. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it, it definitely is awesome. And I'm, I'm very excited for, for, for both bands just because it, it's um, awesome. And for, for you guys to have done it 
on your own right was there ever any yeah. idea to maybe look for like a booking agent because i know a lot of people might not want to have to deal with the headache of booking their own full u.s tour and just kind of mm-hmm. and not passing it off but you know th- that's why there's booking agents that's their job just kind of handing it off that way so you you know it's one less stress you know on top of having to do the whole tour that thought press that thought process sorry kind of came way later i mean so the reason that the way that this whole tour thing worked is that first tour that i mentioned we started booking like over a year ago Mm -hmm. and like that we or no roughly a year ago sorry um that and like that tour that was going to happen in january like the way that that happened was i wasn't even in broken vow yet tommy and i were just friends and i was kind of filling in for broken Vow at the time and tommy was mentioning like oh we had like this opportunity and this opportunity it got canceled and we were thinking of doing this but it ended up falling through and I was like, you really want to tour with this band, right? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, then let's book something. I was like, I don't care. I'll have some fun with it, you know? So it, from the start, has been very much like a DIY thing where it's just me and Tommy, like, let's, me and Tommy and Mon, rather, kind of being like, um, let's make this happen ourselves, you know? Like, we know contacts in this many cities. Why not try to make it happen on, on our own, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud of the work that we've done. I think we came up with a really good tour. However, this One Step Closer tour that we just finished the other day, did show us how cool things can be when it's done like professionally, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think there's a time and place for both. I mean, we'd really like to, we'd really like to play support for a lot, for like a longer tour or for like a bigger band this sometime this year, you know, we'd like to be the first band on the bill for like a significantly bigger band for us. Um, and a lot of that happens through agents and booking agents and stuff like that. And I a hundred percent see the value in that. I see why it's done the way that it's done, but I can't lie and say that I didn't enjoy like working on this whole tour ourselves, you know, and like grinding it out and like having my spreadsheets and stuff like that, you know? So it's a balance, you know, hopefully I get to do both in the future. Yeah. No, I could totally see you guys, you know, taking that opportunity because I, I think about a band like anxious, right? They, mm-hmm. they have the, the music down, which is important, right? Like you could be on yes. the best tour in the world, but if your music sucks, you ain't really going anywhere. Right. So, mm-hmm. So shout out anxious shout out little greenhouse they 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 had that record and then they went on that tour with knuckle puck and they were you know um one of the um opening bands on on the bill which i thought was like perfect for them because right like people are huge fans of like you know hot mulligan uh knuckle puck and you know get there like those types of shows like people like to get there early and you know mm-hmm. um you know mingle and you know pack the venue out so for for a band to, to go on first and have the room already full and they're either going to play to their audience uh or they're going to play to you know a, a whole you know new crop of people that they're going to you know be exposed to and their music is awesome so like mm-hmm. I, I i i to this day i haven't met anybody that hates anxious um and, and I don't want to meet them, but, uh, <laughs> but, but I, I think it was a, a perfect opportunity, right? Cause you, you look at what they've done and they went out there, had a good reaction, uh, you know, gained a lot of new fans and then they come out and do the next thing. And, and then, you know, with Boston Manor and they were telling me that mm-hmm. they had people coming out to the Boston Manor show, which is a little different than Knucklebuck, but they had yeah. people telling them like, yo, like I saw you on the Knucklebuck tour, so I'm here for you guys. And it's, it's such a cool way to, you know, build an audience that way, just getting out there, putting in the work and just playing the music, you know, in front of them. Cause it, it, as easy as, as it is to click a link to open your Spotify 
people are still pretty lazy about that stuff. So mm -hmm. when you're already there in front of them, they don't really have to do anything. They just have to, you know, listen. Uh, you know, th that's a great way to capture new fans. So for your, for you guys to get an opportunity like that in the future, I, I think it would be very beneficial for you guys. With, with a band like Anxious, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. So like everything that you're saying is 100% right about them, but also like um, a shout out. There's this kid at my, at my college named Rayhan. Mm -hmm. um he, he i met him at that fiddlehead record release show really nice guy really nice kid but um he knew fiddlehead kind of and he was just like he's mostly into like pop punk stuff bands like heart attack man bands like water park stuff like that like that's really his bag um but through fiddlehead and through the growth that anxious has gone through he eventually found anxious and anxious is not shy about like their hardcore roots and stuff like that. And like, I just looked at his Spotify the other day cause he tweeted something about it and he's got like have heart on playlists and broken vow and he's and, like pummel and like, like legit hardcore stuff that like, you gotta be like in the know to find. And like, he found all of this because he found anxious on the knuckle puck tour or something like that, you know? So mm -hmm. the proof is in the pudding. I'm seeing it happen. You know, that show um, last night in Wilkes bar, um, there were so many like, young kids in there who i could tell were probably new to hardcore and i think that's fucking awesome because i can imagine getting into i can imagine getting if i had like been in pop punk and like going to the shows that i was going to um at a time when anxious was coming up and i had seen them at a set i know for a fact i would have fallen in love with them because that band is so good and i can totally imagine trying to catch them at the next show and seeing a band like one step closer and being like oh this is like a little more intense but like it still scratches the same itch and then going from one step closer to like looking at like oh they were on triple b like who are all these ar other artists that are on this label and falling into hardcore i mean that's essentially what happened for me you know i i i'm so stoked that anxious is getting the attention that they're getting and that it's them and not somebody else you know the proof is in the pudding like i said mm -hmm. no yeah 100 i i, I could uh, go on for days about how much i love anxious and getting to see them right early on like them mm -hmm. uh going on tour with one step closer when they got to play the half heart shows out here in california and doing that full us from then to now and you know if you look at like the growth that that band has had the one thing that i love you know outside of the music is that they haven't changed as people you know mm -hmm. like, like when i see them here in california if I see them, you know, across the United States or wherever, like they treat me the same. So I love mm -hmm. that so much about them because, uh, you know, people, you know, get weird egos, uh, become rock stars, which is so gross to me. But when I um, have friends like the dudes and anxious and for them to be able to stay level headed and, you know, still be themselves, that that's something that, that I truly appreciate about them. And, mm -hmm. um, and it's cool because they're doing crazy stuff, right? They're about to do that thrice Bayside yeah. tour. They're going to Europe with a uh, drug church, angel dust. Um, I'm, I'm just so happy for that band. Like those dudes were playing 1500 cap rooms, not that long ago. And like, and like, it's still so nice. Like whenever I see those dudes at a show, whether it's my show or their show or, um, or, or just like a show that we're both attending or something like that, like every single time their eyes light up and they're so stoked to see like their friends, you know, it's like, it's not like they've ditched anything. They're, they're all really good dudes who, like I said, I'm so glad it's them that that's seeing, I'm so glad anxious is the band that's seeing the success that they're seeing and not 
some band of like a bunch of pricks who like think that they're hot shit because they're successful you know like grady two steps at show grady was fucking moshing to broken though you know like that says all that needs to be said you know like he he's on the ground and those dudes like fuck with us and put on for us and i I really appreciate that not just as like not just as like a business transaction but also just like as a friend you know like i really fuck with what they've done for us and what they've done in general you know 100 percent. no that's really awesome to hear and I can totally see that because, yeah, they're not too cool to to be in the pit. They're not too cool to support other bands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, going back to Broken Vow, the uh, the split was released. And then also when, when you think about, um, you know, Sane's Mind and um, that wasn't that long ago, but it feels like ages ago. I, I'm, you mm-hmm. know, a, a fan over here, um, you know, wondering, oh, when's Broken Vow going to put out like the next proper record because like you no know, split's cool yeah. but like are we going to get an ep next or are you going to try to step it up and go to um an lp or do you guys even have any plans um or are you going to wait till after uh your summer plans we've really we've already hit the ground running with writing um with with vinyl backups and pressing plants and stuff like that we obviously don't want people to forget about us we want to get new music out as soon mm-hmm. as possible so we've already started writing. We're not going to wait till we're done with our summer plans. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, this band, like this is the first opportunity that we've had to write with, with like this full lineup, like together. Mm-hmm. And we're really, really taking advantage of it because I, I we're writing a lot of new stuff. Um, I think we're aiming for an LP and um, the, the, the songs that we're putting together are really coming together. You know, and we had a talk the other day about like concept, like bigger picture, like conceptualizing a project, like lyrical themes, musical motifs, bands that we want to draw from, stuff like that. And like I said earlier, I'm in love with this band. I am so psyched for the future that we have. Like, I think that we're getting better and better with every single song we write. And I'm just so stoked because like Tommy will send me a demo or like there was a practice that I couldn't come to recently for whatever reason and um tommy sent me like everything that they had recorded afterwards i was listening to it i was like shit this is good i was like i was so happy and i was so proud of them because it's like we're really like we're really putting together something that i think is going to be really cool and who knows when that'll come out we like i said we want to get it out as soon as possible but we also want to be meticulous about it you know this band isn't going to be around forever and we we we're only gonna get so many shots at like making a good lp you know so we're like i don't want to waste that and we're really trying to put together something that like lasts longer than than i don't know something that like lives on longer than us that's the goal you know and i think we're writing some really good shit and i'm excited that's pretty interesting to um, to hear you say that this band's not gonna you know be around forever which is you know fair if you look at big picture right but yeah um but in terms of you guys are like obviously an active band now so is that something that you you guys even think about like you know the end of broken vow it's not something i think about often because i mean i don't want to plan for that because like i've said um uh, we've the growth that we've seen recently has been nothing short of like outstanding to me it blows me away every single day but Mm. but like i don't know we and I don't want to put it like a cap on it and say like, oh, two LP max or like four years or something like that. Because it's like, I have an, I, I can imagine things, excuse me, continuing to be fun, continuing to grow, 
so long in the future. So who knows in that regard? But also, like, we have talked about how we don't want Broken Vow to, like, be overstay our welcome, you know? Like, big respect to a lot of the band, to, like, the bands that are still doing it, like, way longer than they have or when they've, than they've needed to. Like, fucking Terror, that new record, there is no reason that a band 20 plus years into their career should be putting out a record that good and should be as good as they are live and touring as actively as they are. Like, big respect to bands like that that are still doing it but i just don't think that's broken value you know like there's that end of the coin and like big respect to bands like terror but also big respect to bands like gulch or have heart who like knew their time when the time had come you know and like kind of quit and, and bowed out while they still like while they were still making just like a perfect discography and stuff like that you know like big respect to those bands big respect to making room for smaller bands and not dominating you know like I think that I think that if Broken Vow continues to grow and continues to be fun, then I'd love to keep the train rolling as long as we possibly can. But I also at some point would like to make would like to not overstay our welcome, you know, because there's a point where people are gonna stop caring and there's gonna be a point where us existing is kind of just redundant. You know what I'm saying? So don't worry, Broken Vow's not breaking up anytime soon. But my point with this is we're not gonna be around for the next twenty years, you know. That's wild, because uh, uh, in in my position, right? I, I I do this thing multiple times a week, and mm-hmm. I've kind of put myself in this position where I have like a solid base of people listening. Shout out to everyone who listens every week. I, I appreciate all of you more than you know. Um, and I I I've thought about like, damn, where where does this go? Do I like? Because I, I I never want to have a final episode. I, I just want to. Um, hopefully the way it ends is um, I put out an episode not knowing it's the end, uh, you know, as, as grim as that sounds. But yeah, but the, I, 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 I tell myself the only way that I would stop is now just because I, I love doing it so much. And, and it's like, you know, a, a lot of fun for me is when my um, analytics show me that there's nobody left listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it could and it, it could be down to one. I will do it for that one person out there, uh, you know, outside of myself. Because, uh, like I said, this is very fun for me. It's very therapeutic, and this information, right? All these conversations that I have, and all these little nuggets that um, I'm digging for through the through through having conversation. I I know for a fact that there's people out there who are wondering the same thing or want to to know the same thing. So mm-hmm. for me to have been doing it for so long, I, I can't just up and stop now. So, and it just, it just depends on the project is the thing, you know, mm-hmm. cause here's the thing. It's not like when I say that about broken Vow, like me, like we're all going to quit music, you know, cause here's the thing, Tommy and Harrison and I specifically are already in like 40 fucking make believe bands together that will probably put out a demo one day, you know, mm-hmm. and that is definitely not going to stop. But if slash when broken Vow ends, like, or no, when broken Vow ends, like, we're still going to be active in the scene. We're still going to be making music here. We're still going to be starting new bands and doing new projects that hopefully reach the same level, if not higher than Broken Vow ever did. But just Broken Vow as a project is not meant to be forever. And, and with something like you, like you are your brand, you know, you are the Jamie Orke podcast, mm-hmm. you know? And with like that example, it's like, you can keep going for, you can keep going as long, like you said, as long as someone cares, you know? And I, really respect that and i think that's a hundred percent the right path for you and like and i'm so happy to hear that because it shows me that you really love and are so passionate about what you do and that's how i feel about broken vow but with with a single project like that it's like 
who knows what will happen two years from now, you know? Who knows what my relationships with my with my friends in the band, with my with like where we're all living in the country, who knows like with our relationships, I think we all have partners right now, you know, and like who knows what'll happen with that, you know, and it's just like we we're all so young right now, and our lives are really about to change so drastically, whether that be within hardcore or that be just like growing up and stuff like that, and it's like I would like to do broken valve for so long, but also like different bands require different attention and i think that i can imagine a point where it's just like broken vow no longer is what makes sense but a new band with the same exact people does you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like um what band is it that's basically have heart is it clear or is it free that's like literally just have heart but like a new band either way Mm -hmm. um i can imagine a point where broken vow is just it's just different you know and and this is not like this is not me being grim and like the end is coming like we are just hitting our stride like you this is hopefully this is just the beginning of broken vow you know but but it is worth bringing up that like there is an end at some point you know and i don't want to be doing this band until like i don't want to be doing this band until no one cares anymore because i don't really want to live through the i don't want this band to live through the time where people who care is really declining you know like I said earlier, look at Gulch. They're dropping out right at the peak. That sucks in some regards because I fucking love that band and I would love another Gulch LP and I would love another Gulch EP or split or whatever. But like that band was supposed to be a demo core band, you know, like, and it just took off, you know, bands like Restraining Order. I think Restraining Order is one of the best bands in modern hardcore period. I think we are going to look back at that band so fondly and realize that like that band was legendary. But that was supposed to be a demo core band, you know, that was supposed to be just like a one demo and we're done thing. And they just got so much love that they kept going, you know, but none of these bands are meant to live forever. And only so few can do it as long as they've done it like terror. And again, big respect to those people, but I just don't think it's in my best interest to be working with the same project, like seven LPs in, you know, it's just not, it's just not what I want to do, you know? For sure. No, I, I, I totally get that. And Ooh, uh, wait, actually, let, let me add one more point because I forgot this. And sure. Tommy always says Tommy always says this, and it's a very intelligent point. So much of the attraction of Broken Vow is the fact that is is who we are, and the fact that so many of us are like young individuals who like really are pushing for change within like the world that we see, you know, and like we have such political lyrics, and like the fact that it's youth outrage is so important to what we do, and I feel like that message will be somewhat diluted when we're older. You know, and can that message adapt? Can that change? Can Tommy change his lyrics to be more about like how things have changed as he grows up and stuff like that? A hundred percent. But also like so much of Broken Vows that we're like young kids doing what we're doing. And like, and at some point it's going to lose its charm when it's like, when it, when, when we're like, when we're like, yeah, like that split was like North American youth or whatever. Cause the set straight guys are the same age as us, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's going to lose some charm when we're like North American youth or split was so awesome. And we're like 26, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not cute anymore. And, and no shame to, to n- no, no hate on anybody. If it sounds like it, that's not what I mean to do. It's just like, I have no interest in, I have no interest in, in taking this to the wheels fall off. You know, it's like, I want to, I want to enjoy this as long as I enjoy it, you know? Hundred percent. No, I, I I totally get that, and, and I kind of um smirked when you said twenty six because I'm way past twenty six, and you're making me feel way old. 
no no and that's not and that's not like me trying to shame anybody who's older in the scene i mean most of my friends are that age we have a band member who's that age you know mm. it's nothing like that it's just like it's just like for broken vow to be like oh the young kids doing it like that's like what we're known as right now you know and i think that's cool and i respect that and i would like to graduate that and become a band that people kind of see as like good musically whether they know that we're young kids or not but with that being said it's like youth outrage only takes you so far when you're no longer the youth you know mm -hmm. yeah it, it hurts to uh, become it, it might seem like disingenuous when you're like wow why are these like older people seeing about youth outrage and like, what do they know because and i think go ahead sorry go ahead uh, uh, i was just gonna say i think we're talented enough to pivot i think mm -hmm. that we could i think we could theoretically change our message to fit wherever we're at in life i think that's totally possible and who knows maybe i'm maybe i'm talking on my ass right now and the time will come and i'll be like i don't want to break up this band i want to keep going but I just at the point where I'm at, I just like with what Broken Vow is, I can't imagine it continuing in w with the necessary changes that would need to be made. I feel like I feel like we could just do we could just effectively make a new project and have just as much fun with the same people creating same quality music, just doing something different. You know, yeah, no, I know. I look at Fiddlehead. I 100% I agree because there's even those times where um, there's a band that you know, maybe they'll lose a member, um, you know, outside circumstances and they still continue on is the same project. And people are like, they would be better off if they just changed their name. And just a simple thing like that. It's like, yeah, maybe they would like, you know, relieve themselves of like this weird stigma from the name that they're attached to. And they could just start fresh and it would be like way better for them. A hundred percent. And it's like, you look at like, I, I don't mean any disrespect on any of these bands, but you look at like, the active pop punk scene right now and it's like all the most popular bands for the most part are bands that were either like at their peak in 2015 or were at their peak like 20 years ago you know what i'm saying and like and like all respect to those bands i think these bands are still like putting out really good quality music like that new knuckle puck ep was really good but mm -hmm. like i just don't care the same way that i did in 2015 you know like when i was in like middle school and i was like really fucking loving those records and it's like and it's like and, I, and I'm stoked that hardcore is the way that it is that bands like that bands kind of know when to call it because it's like, I don't know for a band like knuckle puck, for example, it's like, they're going to ride that till the wheels fall off because they're going to be making money off that project forever. Not many people really make any money off hardcore. And because of that, people aren't so tight. It's not so integral to their lives that people can step away from projects when it's respectful, when it's like respectable, you know, like title fight four perfect records you know, Gulch, um, I don't know how many records they have, but they're all flawless, have heart, same thing, you know? And I think that is a beautiful way to be, you know? I don't want to put asterisks on my legacy or what legacy I have is in quotations, but on my future legacy, my hypothetical legacy by putting out 10 shitty albums that nobody cares about just because I'm still going, you know? No, I, I, I totally get it. I um, feel sometimes like a fake fan when I'm listening to a, a, a band and I'm like, God, I hate this record so let me skip this whole era and you know, get to the things that i like and i'm like man um it, it, it's just not something that i really want to you know be a part of so I, I i definitely get it it's depressing if you're a band and it's like and it's like everybody's just like sitting there like not caring until you play the song from like 20 years ago where you struck gold and then everybody loses their shit like that's depressing and it's no shame to any of those bands because like i'm friends with bands who kind of have that case but like 
I don't know. It's just important to know like where you're at and like understand your and understand your audience and understand like yourself as a project. You know, you don't need to keep going forever. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's few bands that can like you mentioned Terror. And then you look at a band like uh, Madball. Yep. Um, th- there's not that many bands that that can keep it together, you know, for so long and, and still be relevant and um, you know um, have people care. So I I, I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, you mentioned Gulch, um, you know, a, a couple times. It, it does suck that they're going away, but it's also cool to know that everyone in that band is still going to be involved in the scene. You know, either playing in other bands, or you know, shout out to Printhead, shout out to Cole. Yeah, uh, you know, yep. doing amazing work. I've worked with him before. He he, he does awesome. You know, uh, merch for, for bands. Um, hit him up. You know, even if you're not in a band. Uh, but but that's one thing that, that I love about that band. Even though they're hanging it up as Gulch, they're all still going to be involved in one way or another. I mean, Sammy's still in one of the most relevant bands in hardcore besides Gulch, you know? Yeah, like, insane. that band, it's, it's, it's exactly my point. Gulch can, Gulch can die as an active project, but, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to get Gulch's creative output anymore. You're getting it through bands like Drain. You're getting it through spinebreaker you're mm-hmm. getting it through all these other projects you know and it's like it's like people are going to be bummed that they're not getting another gold shell p but you're like those brains are still active you know they're still working and helping the scene you know it's just like you got to look for it in different places 100 percent. and i like to think that um you know uh them being so active in their other bands um you know kind of reignited the spinebreaker you know surge because it did because um you know they, they kind of um lie dormant played shows here or there and it's always been like hey like when's new music i'm like hitting up um you know the singer alex like yo like where <laughs> when's the new music coming out um and now that we're finally getting it soon right they're about to record i'm so excited because that band uh was or it was and still is super awesome that band is awesome. And yeah, it just allows attention to go to other projects. It's like, if I don't know, I, I really have fun with all the bands that I'm in and I'm in multiple projects because I enjoy being in multiple projects. Mm-hmm. And right now my attention's on broken values because that's my biggest band right now. And that's my most successful. And it's the one that requires the most time. But it's like, if something happened and broken Val had to, had to break up, it's like, you'd still get like my brain through my other bands, like ankle biter and shit like that, you know, like, you're still going to be getting great LPs from the people in Gulch for years to come. You know, it's just not through Gulch and that's fine. You know, hundred percent. And you mentioned ankle biter. I ran into mm-hmm. the singer of ankle biter, um, out here in orange County. It was the funniest thing. Cause I, um, hit, hit Texas Bertles and I'm like, Hey, what's the name of the singer of ankle biter? And <laughs> he was like, Oh, you guys are probably at the same show. And I'm like, okay. I was like, I, I don't yeah. want to, uh, you know, uh, you know, mistaken identity, but he's like, no, uh, you're probably the same show. So a shout out to Nick for confirmation. And, and then we eventually met the next night. I'm um, at the last raw show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Rachel sings for that band. Um, she's, she's crazy. I don't, I don't even remember why she was out in California, but I'm glad she got to see some like program shows and stuff like that. That's really cool for her. But yeah, ankle biter is another project that I'm doing. Um, demo dropping very, very soon. Just say the um, date. I, I I know the date, but you say it. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say the date, but I'm going to okay. say the date anyway. It's June 1st. The demo is okay. dropping June 1st. Awesome um, demo, by the way. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm really stoked on that because like that band is like the music that plays through my head when I'm like walking day to day. You know, like I'm really into like faster, more punk leaning stuff. Like 
result of choice and dare two of like my favorite bands of all time you know and like and now i'm getting into like a lot more of like the the locking out stuff like mental razzle dazzle righteous jams um rampage fucking i could keep going justice but like all those bands are like that's what plays through my head when i walk around day to day and getting to do a band with like really really good people and really really good energy and getting to like make that type of music has just been so fun i love that band Mm -hmm. and i just curious what size shirt do you wear i wear a large okay i have this result of choice long sleeve that i've never worn it's right here i I got you hold on let me pull it out live on camera so i can show you it was it was when they came to la uh years ago oh my god this is so exciting <laughs> I've never worn it. It's just been here. So. Can I steal that from you? Yeah, no, I, I, I got you. Yeah. So, being obsessed with that band the way that I am, because that's one of my all-time favorite bands, straight up, mm, is awesome. so funny because, um, like that band was never like super active, and like they were never. They were never huge and they were also never like a band that was like meant to do like these full us's where they hit everywhere and sell like hundreds of pieces of merch so like tracking down like interviews with the singer jewels and like mm-hmm. tracking down like old merch that people are selling or like live videos is like really tough you know there's not a lot of it out there but like straight up that ep that they put out place in my dreams I'm sure all my friends who are like listening to this interview are cracking up because I talk about this band way too much, but like that EP is perfect in my book. I love that band. We joke that ankle biter is, is my way of like coping with the fact that I never got to see them live. You know, that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah. No, they were sick. Um, uh, fun fact. I reached out to Jules to do a podcast years ago, Mm -hmm. but obviously never happened. Sad day. Yeah. I mean, I read an, I read a Z interview with her once and she seemed really interesting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really hope that I don't think that band is ever going to get back together. I don't see that. I know members are like living all over the place, mm-hmm. but I'd love to, I straight up, I'd love to just like chat to, with one of them and just like pick their brain about like that band and like understand things. And like, I don't know if they have any leftover merch, like send them my, I don't know. Um, you get my point. Um, that band is, uh, in my eyes, legendary, and I'm like so happy that I found them. You know, hundred percent. That's cool. Well, I'm happy to be able to contribute because I, I had no idea that you were a fan of that band, and I've had this long sleeve for years. I've never worn it, so that's so funny to me. Yeah, I'm obsessed with that band. I love it. Okay, hell yeah. And uh, your other band, Ultimatum. I was sad I never got a shirt. I might not ever see you guys live. What's the vibes? Ultimatum is complicated. So Ultimatum um, has been around for way over a year at this point. I started writing for that band in, I want to say like like October 2020 or something like that. You know, Um, it was me and Nick and some other members who are no longer affiliated. And it's morphed so many times because of various things. And eventually we finally found this lineup that we're really, really happy with. And, um, and we recorded a demo and we're just waiting for the person who's doing a guest spot to record that. Um, but that should be coming soon. And ultimatum is weird because it's all people who are in other really, really good bands, in my opinion, Mm. and really active bands at that. So it's never going to be a band that's like touring really, or like playing every local show or stuff like that. But it's a band that I hope when we do get to play shows, excuse me. 
whether they're local or just with like cool opportunities and stuff like that, that it goes off for, because I'm really happy for that band. Um, this, the demo is about to come out. We already have another EP written that will probably come out not too far after, but yeah, I mean, ultimatum, ultimatum will hit its stride soon. You know, don't lose hope. We'll see. All right. Have you heard that by the way? I can send that to you. No. I would like to hear it, so I'll. We'll, I'll we'll, send you. I'll send you something. Thank you. I I I definitely appreciate that. Okay. Well, that that was awesome to talk about the bands, but you also, um, you know, you did a zine. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's still um active in in some uh, you know uh, form, but I, I'm speaking of a Voice of Strength fanzine. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you talk about the state of that? So, Voice of Strength fanzine is probably, it's not coming back for them, the foreseeable future, in my opinion. It was really, it was a way because I mentioned earlier, like, there was a point where I was in hardcore, but I couldn't be in a band because, like, I was moving across the country soon. It just didn't make sense to start up something so soon. So, I was like, I needed a way to participate in hardcore, and the zine was the way that I did that, you know? And I'm so glad that I did that for as long as I did. It gave me so many connections with like people that are in amazing bands who are now who are great people. Shout out Reign of Salvation. Shout out Tyler Inclination. Shout out Gem from Speed. Like those are the first people. Oh, uh, Crystal from Initiate. Like those are all people that like I made friends with through the Z and that like I'm so stoked that I got to talk to. But for now, it's not going to happen for a while. We were me and Nick were talking about using the Voice of Strength name as like a booking thing in Providence. But who knows if that'll happen. It was fun while it lasted. Maybe one day there'll be another issue, but I can't see it in the foreseeable future. Okay. And I'm just curious um, for anyone who may not know, you um, do these interviews at your university. Um, now, have you always had that skill uh, or was that carried over from the fanzine? It was from the zine. I mean, so the, the way that the first zine came about was I was like, oh, this is a fun idea. Like, I'll make a an Orange County themed hardcore zine and I'll interview Dare, Fury and Take It to Heart, you know, and mm-hmm. like, um, and that's what I did, you know, um, and kind of halfway through that process, I realized that like, I really enjoyed the process of like doing research and thinking of questions. And I kind of also discovered that I'm not bad at it. You know, I think that interviews are like, it's very much dependent on the time that you're willing to put into it, you know, and I was willing to put in like seven hours into researching like some obscure hardcore band and, get good results based off it you know and as each issue came out i feel like i got better at interviewing each time and eventually that carried on to when i got to brown at brown i was like i want to continue my interviews in a way and i there's this publication called brown interviews here and it's allowed me to interview like i don't know members of like bands i've been a fan of since i was in like eighth grade and like relatively well-known celebrities like you know and it's it's been fun i i've enjoyed it and i do plan on continued continuing to do that but yeah the interviewing thing 100 percent comes from like the zine you know it's something that i've enjoyed doing because i figured out i could do it through interviewing angel from dare you know that's awesome and i i read your uh damien Kulash interview yes that was pretty interesting and i really enjoyed the fact that you included links to stuff because i'm like damn i haven't seen these videos since they were on tv so be able to exactly. to watch like these old music videos it, it was a, kind of like a throwback but it was also cool to hear uh, you know damien's perspective on, on all of it such an interesting guy and that's like why i love interviews i just get to talk to these people who have been around forever and who have like done all this cool shit and i just get to be like hey what's your perspective on this because it's it's so it's so seldom known like it, i don't know that process isn't always shared as much as it really could be and i think it's really cool to pick these people's brains yeah 
Mm -hmm. And do you have like a uh, like a schedule for these interviews or do you just do them when you you know get asked by the university or like how does all of that work? Um, I'm usually reaching out to artists like pretty frequently myself. Mm -hmm. Music promotion outside of hardcore is relatively cyclical. So it's like take an artist like, I don't know, Charlie XCX. She's not doing interviews for like a long time because she has nothing to promote. You know, nobody cares about a Charlie XCX interview unless she's got something to promote. Um, once she drops a single or once she drops an album, it is my job as an interviewer to hit up her people and be like, hey, can we do an interview? And if they say yes, then we schedule it and we get it out as soon as possible. And that's how it works. But yeah, I've been bugging like her people and like Phoebe Bridgers people like so many times. Like I think Phoebe Bridgers people like know me by name. Like they'll see an, inter an, an interview request from me or an email and they'll be like, hi, Evan. Like, nice to hear from you again like for like the 30th time like no phoebe's not doing inter any interviews right now but like we'll let you know when she is it's just it's it's a constant cycle of reaching out on my part mm -hmm. okay that's cool and that would be awesome to uh, hear a, a charlie xcx interview because uh, that's I, the goal I, i'm a fan and I, maybe you're the reason why um, she pops up on my timeline so much these days <laughs> i don't shut up about her so i wouldn't be surprised i so uh, sadly she didn't come through orange county she did like san diego and then skipped over mm -hmm. to la which i totally get um but uh, did you get a chance to catch her on tour i couldn't get tickets i i and, I, and i'm so upset about that i'll live she's like one of my all-time favorite artists and i think she'll be around for a while yeah, but she'll be back for um, sure. she'll be back but i'm so bummed i missed that mm -hmm. okay well, damn that, that definitely is a bummer but but i think it's cool that, that you're doing these interviews because it's thank you uh, like a cool outlet and especially to like because uh, obviously these people that you're reaching out to you obviously find interesting so it's always cool to read something that um from someone that i might not be as interested in but then walk away mm -hmm. being like oh cool like that was a great interview i, I know a lot more and that person is actually more interesting than they thought they could be not speaking about you but speaking about the people you're you're interviewing yeah, I think that I think that my interviews with XYZ person says just as much about them as it does about me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree because I can uh, tell just by reading it that you actually, you know, put some thought into it because I've read so many bad zines, um, you know, in the hardcore realm where I'm just like, mm -hmm. like, why did you even waste your time? Why did you waste their time? And it's, it's just and I, I get it like secondhand embarrassment. And that's why I started doing the interviews in the first place. I back to back read one of the worst scenes that I've ever read, which I'm obviously not going to name the name of. And I read right after that, I read off the surface, which is Paul of fake eyes who used to be in magnitude zine. And it was just like incredible thought provoking, very intelligent interviews. And I was like, I was like, damn, it's really easy not to suck at this. And I think I have the time and energy and brain power to do something that's very thoughtful like this. So like, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of just, it's a lot of it just being, is just being a time is, excuse me. A lot of it is just a time commitment, you know, like, um, I think the water parks interview, which I did, I think I spent like 10 to 12 hours researching for that and writing questions, you know, like that's a lot of fucking time, you know, but yeah. I don't know. It's worth it to me. I I'm really proud of how that came out. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Cause it's cool to also um, read an interview when you know this particular person has done a bunch of interviews, but you can read this one that's different from the rest. Cause it, it does also blow my mind when yep. a lot of these outlets literally ask the same questions and I'm just like, are you brain dead? <laughs> like you yeah. read, you do realize these are such like 
common things that you should either already know or not even want to ask because like everybody else is going to ask it made my fucking like year i remember because i i did so i watched so many interviews on water parks when i was researching for that Mm -hmm. and so many of them it's the same questions and he's quite and he's and the singer of that band is quite like honest about how he doesn't like doing press and stuff like that and how it's like the same fucking questions over and over again i think they even have a song about it you know but um i remember like when i asked him one question he was like you know that's a really good question i've never been asked that before and i was like yes i got so excited when i heard that because that just means that i'm doing my job right you know Mm -hmm. my goal with that is to talk to these people and like try to sneak out answers that you don't really get in other interviews you know and um i was super proud when that happened you know yeah, no, th- th- those are the moments that, you know, it, it makes doing what you're doing fun because uh, yeah. you're seeking out this information that you want to know. But also, you, you definitely know that there's other people out there who are just as curious that want to know as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 100%. Okay. And I, I, I want to go back because you, you mentioned like that first zine that you did with uh, Fury, Dare, Take It to Heart. That's like. Yes a lineup that i've been wanting to book for so long because you got to think it's insane that it hasn't happened and i i i and i know like i i feel like the clock is ticking and we don't have time on our side as far as having that kind of show happening like i i want to do it so bad but i do want to say it's possible and my reasoning is obviously take it to heart would say yes to that mm-hmm. fury when i reached out to madison to do that interview he was kind of just like um he was like i usually wouldn't say yes to this type of thing but like orange county needs more stuff going on like i really would love to like put on for that or whatever and i know that angel is very much like from dare is very much like anything for orange county like we like if people put on for orange county then he is stoked on it you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. like i think that it's possible if we could if you can if you can bug all of them and like leverage their like love for where we all come from and the scene that we're from against them then it's possible it's doable yeah well all right well we gotta get on it because like when i think about it i would love to have it at like the locker room just because it's it's oh my god it's, it's you know a, a no like i i i love program but i i, I want to have it just in a little bit of a bigger space just so more people could go right because i wouldn't want yeah. it to be super limited and, and for something like that it's not going to happen that often so like my dream would be to have it at the locker room get those three bands uh should reach out to scalp be like hey i know this isn't really in your lane but this is an orange county thing please hop on um and you know obviously major pain that'd be insane just all, that'd all be Orange le- County. That'd be yeah. a legendary night. Yeah, that would be insane. All right. If you if you end up doing that, just make sure you do it while I'm home. That's all I request. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll start putting feelers out there because trust, dude, I've tried to book Fury, uh, and obviously this is me peeling back the curtain. I've tried to book Fury, I think like three different times this year, and it just hasn't worked out. I know that they're they're kind of at a place where they're really only doing Fury on their own terms, and mm. total respect to that love that band love what they're doing and i totally get it this far into their career but like for orange county like come on like that would be crazy yeah but uh, shout out to fury because they they still give me the respect to actually you know speak to me about it not just like blow me off you know huge respect to those guys um big up to madison really great what he's done for me in the past and what he's done for broken vow now uh, that i'm at this stage in my life like Mm -hmm. big up to fury guys 100 percent. yeah madison was at the last straw gig so shout out to him for rolling out to that i didn't know that 
Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay. Well, I'm happy to you know, speak to you about Brown, but I, I wanted to end this because uh, I, I wanted to uh, end it on this note because I, I find it interesting that you know I'm in hardcore. I, I feel so alone um, in our bubble in terms of a, a hardcore dude liking K-pop. And I'm always, you know, trying to find like, oh, like who else is out there? And obviously, like I have um, Lexi from Spaced. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we um, send each other cool packages. I always DM her cool uh, K-pop shit. So she's someone like uh, that I can always reach out to that I know that is down. But then slowly but surely, I find out that you like twice, and I'm like, what the hell? Like I've yep, yep. I, I've talked to Evan. Like how do I not know that he is even interested in K-pop? So I, I'm just curious for you. Like, how did you even get into it? Like, and you know, where did it start for you? I'm so glad you asked this. Um, quick note before I get into this. Um, I've talked to these people about it. We want to do an inner, we want to do an episode of the podcast with you, me, um, Lexi from Spaced, and Tring on who plays bass in Ultimatum. Okay. Um, we wanted to do it because we're all like the lone hardcore kids who are into K-pop. And I think that'd be just so fun. I'm so down. Anyway, so I'm how down. I got into K-pop is one of my best friends back home. Her name is Nikki. Um, she's like She's been obsessed with K-pop for the longest time. And she, um, and like for a while, I kind of just wrote it off. I was like, oh, it's not for me, blah, 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 blah. But then it started being like around me more often. She started playing it more. Um, one year, her and I hung out on her birthday and we had a long drive back from LA. So I just gave her the aux. I was like, get me into K-pop. I was like, show me the way, you know? And eventually like girl groups started clicking and like some songs started like really making sense. And like, I was like, oh shit, like, this twice song or this like weekly song is like, I don't know what they're saying, but it has like the best chorus I've ever heard in my life, you know? So I was like, and and from there I was just sold. I'm still not like super deeply ingrained in the culture. I don't really know that much. My knowledge is relatively limited, but like I, there, there's like a playlist of like 20 songs or so that I have. That's just like some of my favorite things to listen to. And I don't know if the people in, who are also in Broken Vow can hear me right now, but they all fucking hate when I play K-pop. I've been trying to get L, who plays bass in Ankle Buyer, who's filling in for us on this run for Broken Vow, um, mm-hmm. to like listen to K-pop, and they just will not even humor me on it, and I do not blame them. Um, I totally get the stigma or whatever, but like straight up, some of my favorite music to listen to right now. Hell yeah. No, I, I get it. I love it. And my closest friends, I'm like, Hey, you guys should check this out. Or I, I've even tried to get them to come with me to see twice, like the couple times this year that they've come through. My friends are, you're crazy. I'm not going to go. So I, I've had to like venture out alone, which is fine because it's still a great experience, but it's, but it's cool yeah. to know that, you know, people like you, people like Lexi, people that I, you know, obviously like a lot um, are into K-pop. So I'm definitely looking forward to being able to do that episode with you guys in the future. It's so funny. I was in Newbury Comics the other day, which is like a chain record store, like nerdy place that like exists mostly in New England and Mass. And like they have a really good record selection. Like they have a lot of really good hardcore records in there. They have a really good comic section and graphic novels. And I'm super into that type of stuff. So I was digging around in there. And then I saw like the K-pop section. I was like, God, I was like, I kind of got a look. I was like, I got a look. Mm-hmm. And it, it and like, yeah, it's it's so rare that those subcultures cross over for me. But I'm I it's it's funny that we have this little conglomerate of people who are into both. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. It, 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 it's awesome because it, I, I feel like, um, you know, having you guys be into it and then um, it's going to grow. Right. Cause mm. that, 
that uh, uh you know subculture is like, crazy and for me like i've only been into it for like you know because I, I got into it in 2020 and just seeing it grow over the you know past couple of years and just getting into it more it's pretty mm. fun because i because you got to think like i've been into hardcore since like 2002 so for me to dive into like a new type of m- you know music like a whole different genre just being able to start fresh and not know anything it was kind of fun to have to kind of like figure everything out again that's wild to me that you threw 2002 out there that's the year i was born but yeah Holy i shit. mean <laughs> but no i 100 percent get what you're saying i mean here's the thing i hate the idea that like if you're into hardcore that like that has to be all you listen to or you have to be like super intense about that you know because mm-hmm. like i love hardcore so much it is like what drives me fucking every day you know there's nothing i'm more stoked on these days than like doing the hardcore that i'm doing but like I love a fun little poppy chorus with like crazy colorful music videos and shit like that, dude. I fucking love K-pop. I'm glad you brought that up. That's so funny. Okay. All right. Last couple things. Uh, mm-hmm. So Tommy's in the building with you. Tommy is probably a room away. I don't know if he's asleep or not, but yeah, he's in the building. When will he release those take to art hoodies? That's so funny that you asked that. Um, I think they're actually in Mon's possession now. For those that don't, don't know, because I've mentioned her a couple of times, Mon is like our manager and best friend. I think she might be the one s- sending them out. I don't know, though, honestly. He went on tour mm-hmm. right as they went live. And then I met up with him on tour and he was supposed to give them to me so I can send them out. And then he didn't do that. But who knows? Maybe you'll get your take it to heart hoodie someday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're, they're out there. They're, they're real. They've been printed. Um, it's just, they're somewhere in the Northeast waiting to be shipped out. I think. Okay. Awesome. And, um, I, I got to track down L cause L is supposed to uh, be on the podcast. Ankle biter podcast. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. They're like two rooms away. I just, the reason that I was late to logging on today was cause I was picking them up from the train station. Oh, for sure. That's who I thought you were picking up, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I got to get uh, things sorted out with him because it was just kind of, I hit up uh, Bertles and maybe I'm saying too much, but I was just like, uh, send someone over from the ankle biter camp and L was the chosen one. Oh my God, the L, inter- you should interview L and Rachel, honestly, because both of them will be entertaining in their own way, but L will talk your ear off and that is going to be a hilarious podcast. I am so excited for that. Those, those are my favorite types of guests so i'm uh, glad i'm glad that'll be amazing definitely looking forward to that but all right evan this has been awesome i obviously love talking to anyone from orange county i'm Mm -hmm. you know excited and happy to you know see all the things you're doing getting so much love and i'm looking forward to seeing you again soon you know you'll be out here on the west coast I, i know we'll run into each other but um before we sign off is there anything else you would like to say i appreciate you for having me on I, I like I really appreciate that. I've been listening since like 2020 now, and it's so cool that I'm doing shit that you care about. You know, and like that is like worthy of being on here. I'm a big fan of what you do, and I really appreciate you. I'll give some shout outs to, like I said, all those Orange County bands. Shout out Firestarter. Shout out Scalp. Shout out Major Pain. Shout out Take It to Heart. Um, all the New England bands that are going on right now are really sick. Support your local scene in general. Um, yeah. Um, look out for what broken does doing in the future because we've got a cool summer ahead of us all right that's all i got thank you evan thank you everybody who tuned in and goodbye